Driving Double Feature presents A Spooky Minute Spent in a Ghost House, Episode 25. We are a minute by, I am, the you are, we're all a minute by minute podcast covering Spookies and Ghost House, two fun haunted house movies from the second half of the 1980s. We're watching Spookies from the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. We are watching Ghost House from the Scream Factory, uh, Shout Factory, Scream Factory, double feature Blu-ray with uh, Witchery. With Ghost House being La Casa 3, Evil Dead 3, and Witchery being La Casa 4, uh, Evil Dead 4. And Beyond Darkness, um, which I think Severin just re-released, but, but Shout Factory, Scream Factory released it also, uh, is La Casa 5, Evil Dead 5. Um, and, um, you know, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, 3, 4, 5, blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, they're all about spooky houses and places and things of, of that sort. It was all Italian, obviously. And I don't have the Beyond Darkness, the Severn one, because I, um, as much as I love the, um, the craziness of Claudio Fragasso's work, especially with, you know, when you go to the, the tips of things with like, um, uh, Monster Dog or, 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 uh, Night Killer, um, or some of the really super crazy stuff he did with Bruno Matai, uh, or Troll 2, obviously. Um, Beyond Darkness I found almost a normal film I need to watch it again it's around here somewhere it's on the disc with Metamorphosis and again I think I've mentioned this before where is my Rotor Blu-ray the Rotor Millennium Blu-ray where did I put that I do I it, it's like every other week I do a I do an intensive search for it and everything and I can't don't tell me I lost it because it's out of print I'm not I'm not spending 50-60 bucks on it I still have the I have the VHS I can see the VHS it's right there and I have I have a, a DVDR of the VHS, so I can watch that whenever I want. But um, I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent there. I just got lost in the casas. So um, this is Spookies, which is also in a casa, but it's not one of the La Casa films. So we're gonna talk about Spookies. Spookies 24 ended with the lady with the big red hair. Um, uh, Chooch, what what was the Duke Duke's girlfriend, the one with the um, large blue shirt she has she is at the Ouija board and the um the sort of snooty uh woman with a British accent with her stuffed up boyfriend husband I don't know whatever standing next to her she's about to either sneeze or ask a question listen to this how old am I ask it how old is Adrian Booth 24 hanging there will duke and linda linda right always be together and adrian is the 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 british woman and duke and i forget the goofy guy's name but his puppet's name mook mookie and um oh man 
Why would you want to be together with Duke forever? I don't know. Although, although, like I said, he, um, he, and the um, the No Stiflin guy are are featured heavily in the um, feature length documentary on Spookies that's on the second Blu-ray disc, and they're both super charming guys. <laughs> they're both really, really fun. Um, I will say about this minute is that this is the first minute in a long time where I got caught up into it. And then I checked the time, and I was suddenly like 20 seconds into the next minute. So I had to go back a bit. So I'm going to oh, man, is where we end off. But I actually, I actually got into it. I mean, I, I say what you will about the old guy in the makeup with the pulsating vein in his head and the cat man and the, all the other garbage. Um, although I will tell you this, if, and I say that, and I don't know if this is a spoiler ahead, but the, and I, I've said this before, and I'll say this again because we're not there yet but we'll get there eventually. The ending of this movie, I think, is very effective, and I think the ending was shot by the second group of people, and I'm not going to go into the iterations of, of, of how everything is, is constructed here, but you you know, I've told you before, and you know from the, the, the Blu-rays and such how the movie was made, but when she says, like, how old am I? And then it cuts to the old guy speaking, and then it cuts back to Linda with the, um, with the, with the planchette on the, on the Ouija board. Um, uh, that the the old guy wouldn't have been in the original version of the film and i'm wondering what they would have done instead like like be because it this seems effective to me i think this seems very effective to me how old am i and then it cuts to him just more or less staring at the camera 24 two, four. you got it you didn't know that i didn't know that how old will i live to be 24 24 and it's very effective I think I I think it works really well, and actually got like I said, it got me into it, and I wanted to watch more than the minute, which is the tricky thing about minute by minute. So that's why when I did the pieces and pieces podcast, I um I kept going until I wanted to stop. Whereas this one, I have to stop. Um, thank you, Father Time. So oh man, so so yeah, so this is just Linda sitting at the board and, and Adrian getting kind of angry, and then she says she's going to take care of it herself and and ask the question herself, and um, it's really nice to done. I mean, I, I will say this. I mean, the film I'm looking here the 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 readout on the Blu-ray one twenty-five twenty-two eighty-five minutes and twenty-two seconds, and we're now twenty-five minutes into it. So with the next minute, we at the when the next minute ends, we will have less than an hour left in the film. And we haven't really gotten to the fun, exciting stuff yet. I can assure you there is fun and exciting stuff, but we're not there yet. I think if this were a modern-day film, we would probably be knee-deep in it already. But maybe not. But maybe not. Having said that, um, I think a lot of modern horror filmmakers grew up with these sorts of films, so they want to set some um, uh, uh, atmosphere set some some a bit of a feeling of of dread before beginning the dread and uh so yeah so i'm I'm hoping in the next minute we'll um we'll hit some sweet sweet stuff here there's not much to talk about in this minute and again i'm in i'm in the realm of the trying to keep these pretty straight these episodes pretty straightforward without wandering too far i've never used a ouija board so i don't have an interesting ouija board story to tell and I've never been an old man who could predict. I mean, I, I love. I don't know who this old guy is, but I love the fact that he is. I mean, is he under the building? Is he under the ground outside the building? And he's able to sort of psychically link through the Ouija board, through probably through the planchette into uh, Linda and and hear her questions. I like that. 
I like that. That's nice and supernatural. That's nice and weird. It also, I will say this, it also does get the feeling of, and then and then I'll, and then we'll go on to Ghost House. It also gives the feeling of, how do you stop this? You know, you know, like one of the things when I was reading comic books as a kid, is you would always when they would encounter the bad guy, a villain or a monster, or something like that. You know, was, or, or horror movies or stuff like Universal movies or watching episodes of Doctor Who. You, you'd encounter these things where it was like, how do you stop it? Oh, electricity. Oh, water. Oh, fire. Oh, freezing. Oh, burn. You know, yeah, well, yeah, fire burning. Um, oh, shooting them into outer space. You know, um, burying them under. You know putting them into under ice you know some something like that you you get all the and and one of the fun things with with um with with uh stuff when i was growing up reading comics and watching movies was there was there was always something you could do but then what began to happen when the 80s began is you started to get these monsters these these like your jason your michael myers your freddy where you you do everything you're supposed to and they just come right back happy hell night and I've said this before, is always the thing I use, where Happy Hell Night has a very specific, like, um, okay, you need to get this book, and then you need to go to this place, and you need to, you know, make a circle out of red wax, and then you need to put holy water, and then you need to do this, and then you need to do this, and when he approaches you, you need to say this, and then he'll go back to hell. And they do this whole elaborate thing, they send the guy back to hell, but then in the end, he's there anyways, for the, for the twist and rooney ending. And so, somewhere in the in the seventies, not specifically Night of the Living Dead, um, because the Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, shoot them in the head, they're dead. But somewhere very specifically in here, but maybe it was Evil Dead. You know, it's like you, how do you stop these the evil? You can't. <laughs> you can maybe halt it for a few minutes. You know, you can hit Jason in the in the head with an axe. Once someone takes the axe out of his head, he's coming back to life. You know, like pulling the stake out of a vampire or removing the silver bullet from a werewolf. You know, and it's just... Um, I think a lot of that, too, like with the pulling the stake out and removing the silver bullet, a lot of that was came out of people back in the, like the 60s, 70s, like, say, Paul Nash and stuff, like doing a werewolf movie. Like, well, how do we bring the werewolf back? Oh, how about he gets the bullet take out? Well, that was Frank Stein meets the Wolfman did that, too, didn't it? Or, or I, I'd have to watch that again. But it, it was funny because in trying to resurrect monsters and evil for sequels, they essentially began to make all these monsters and villains like completely immortal. Like, like you know, it's, okay, you shot them with a silver bullet in this one, but we know how easily that can be, you know, worked around. You know, that's not, you know, that... And so, so things that had definite ways they could be stopped i mean look at christopher lee's dracula they kill him every way you can almost like if you go into the 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 folklore of vampires they like kill christopher lee's dracula every way you can think of but he always comes back and sometimes more elaborate than others but it's but back then though it was like when they killed Dracula and they put him in the running water or the hawthorn bushes and things and he came back, you always knew there was another thing they could do next time. So by the time you got to things like this with this bald guy under here and he's, he's, he's reading minds and he seems to know exactly what's going on even though he's not there, you know that he's going to be one heck of a bugger to take out. In the end, like the old woman and dead dudes in the house 
going to be one heck of a bugger to take out, and maybe you can't. And so that's what makes that's what makes a movie like this kind of fun because you're like, so if if you actually get through all the um like things that are the traps and the monsters and the obstacles that are thrown up in front of you and you make it to him you're not going to defeat him Mookie's going to defeat him Duke's going to defeat him that you know that goofy couple they're going to no no how do you how do you defeat the bad guy when it's clear the bad guy can't be defeated maybe Spookies will have that answer maybe Ghost House will have that well Ghost House has the evil little girl and her clown doll let's see what happens maybe maybe this one a minute because the last minute of ghost house was basically our leading lady who i whom i love um walking down some steps oh she went in the basement she's in the basement okay listen to this Umberto Lenzi's The Washing Machine. Everyone was doing it. This, this, apart from the head in the washing machine, this minute is basically Martha. Darn it, why can't I remember her name? You know her, I like her. Um, the, our lady, our leading lady. She is um, sort of assaulted by random sort of haunted house gimmicks. Uh, exploding bottles and a furnace shooting flame and then she sees a head in the oh, a dryer I'm sorry um, in the dryer which is fun I guess it's the dryer huh? no I guess it could be a washing machine too I don't know think of my bloody valentine you know something like that but with the head spinning around in it and it's um I'm like the last minute where I had stuff to say I got nothing to say on this the only, the only thing I have to say on this is that um the exploding bottles and the flame shooting out has a bit of a um we're hoping this will scare you away we're hoping we don't have to go to like level two and this the head in the in the the um washer dryer there um is is slightly more advanced although it does look like a fake head i mean let's let's not be but i mean that's that's the thing when you're watching these movies i mean you sit here and you go like Oh my God, that's a fake head. You know, it's it's it just it's for example, I just recently yesterday I rewatched Blood Feast, the great and wonderful Blood Feast, um, which is a joy. I mean, I don't know when Blood Feast went from being, um, it, it, you know, it's like Blood Feast went from being when it came out this gory, crazy, um, taboo breaking film. And then at some point, by the time I watched in the late 80s, it was still very gory, but it was like, ooh, that's, that's inept. You know, and people, people saying stuff like, if this film was, if, if everything around the gore was as intense as the gore, this film would be unwatchable. 
but as it is, it's goofballery. I watched it yesterday for the first time in a couple of years. I've been I've been watching some Herschel Gordon Lewis. So I rewatched Moonshine Mountain. Then I did Moonshine Mountain Monster Go Go double feature, and then the other day I did the Magic Land of Mother Goose. Um, but watching Blood Feast, so, somewhere along the line, it went from being this kind of strange taboo breaking film to this god kind of like ooh, this is terrible, but it's got a lot of gore, to being almost something like. I throw on the same way I throw on like Back to the Future trilogy or something like that. Now I don't know that I do that with the whole Gore trilogy, Two Thousand Man X and Color Me Blood Red. Um, but there's something like I'm sitting watching Blood Feast. And, oh, this scene. Oh, this scene. Oh, that's still gross. Oh, this scene. You know, like the the um, the leg in the pizza oven, or the uh, the woman is all cut to pieces, and the camera slowly panning along her body as as uh, well. She sliced the, um, with the, with the blood all over. I mean, she's not cut to pieces, but you you know the one on the altar, and then the closing scenes, and then then Connie Mason there just being awful, and. And uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis on the commentary doing that thing he always does, which I love, which is like, um, uh, you know, it it didn't matter to us that uh, you know it was obvious that um, you know they were they would get during that final chase they get closer to him and then suddenly he'd be further away. It didn't matter to us um, because we just edited it together. You know, we showed it to people and they bought it. No one cared. You know, only the critics care. And I thought, well, no, it's not only the critics who care about that stuff. Everyone sees stuff like that. Everyone goes, hey, they were close to him in that last shot. Now they're further away from him. What's going on? And they can see, they can see inept. And I always love Herschel Gordon Lewis. I love Herschel Gordon Lewis so much because are his films entertaining? Oh, you bet your mama they are. Are they inept? Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty inept. They're pretty inept. Um, now I'm just saying, Dan, who are you to say that? I'm not anyone. I'm just some jerk talking on a horror podcast. But but I'm also saying that that his films are glorious and worth watching. Um, but they are they are inept. <laughs> and he's got bad actors and bad framing and bad editing, and it's all it's all there. But it's so much fun to watch, and there's so much fun to watch, and um, and why am I talking about this? Because there's nothing really to talk about this minute. There's a head in the thing. She looks at it. The furnace goes off. The only thing to really talk about is that um, earlier when the, the 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 old guy who gets killed at the beginning he sees a bulb expand and explode. The jars expand here. The problem, one of the problems with high def, is you can see in the first jar you can see the balloon. Blow and it's it's clearly it's not a jar it's some sort of um um ex, ex, you know shatterable device thing bottle whatever it is and they they and there's liquid in it and there's a balloon inside the liquid and they blow up the balloon and it expands the bottle the jar and that explodes they do it with other things I don't remember when I saw this on VHS seeing the balloon expand because you can clearly see it in the foreground as she's creeping around. In the background, the foreground is a, is like a um, uh, 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 bench with like some storage jars. Storage jars, live from Bolivia. And one of the storage jars, all of a sudden, a balloon begins to expand in it. And you're like, what the heck is that? Then the jar begins to expand. And you're like, oh, we shouldn't be seeing the balloon. That's high def. Oops, right there. So I'm wondering if you had seen it in the theater, would you have seen the balloon? I don't know. Possibly yes, but I don't remember having seen it on previous video incarnations. So, so in this one, there is clearly crazy. I mean, this. I mean, we've only heard stuff. 
we've se- we've seen stuff, but her and her boyfriend haven't seen anything. They've just heard stuff. So this is her encountering the first haunted house craziness in the ghost house. That's exciting. And we end the minute on the head spinning around in the dryer and the uh, front-loading dryer thing. So we'll see. We'll see what happens next time, everyone. Thanks thanks for joining me. There were a couple tangents on this one, but um, and I had said I wasn't going to, but that's okay. We did. Um, so that's the end of episode 25 of what Spooky Minutes Spent in a Ghost House. Come back next time for 26, and we will... Um, we will have more uh, Ouija board shenanigans and heads in appliances. Um, be well, be good, be safe. Listen to this. <laughs>